Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tash. And I'm Damo. And together we are so excited to bring you this week's episode of The Barry Chronicles. On today's episode, we are talking about managing our expectations after weight loss surgery. We will also bring you a segment that makes our foodie hearts happy, Deals for Tiny Tummies, a little slice of foodie heaven featuring our favourite products from our weight loss surgery lives. Yay! And in the future, we'll introduce you to the wonderful and inspiring people that we have the privilege of knowing. These people come from all walks of life, but a common thread ties us all together, and that thread is weight loss surgery. But for today, we're talking about managing our expectations. Yes. Tash, this week I uh, stumbled across your blog. Yes. Which I do most weeks, but uh, you were talking about managing expectations after weight loss surgery. Yeah. So what what inspired you to write what you did? Basically, I was inspired to talk about this topic because I believe that for me, I started my whole weight loss surgery journey with probably unrealistic expectations about what the end result was going to be. I had a very idealized image in my head of of what I of what I could be. I didn't I didn't know if it was actually achievable, but I hoped that it might be. And as the process unfolded for me, I found that I became depressed. I found I became despondent because I had this very idealized image in my mind of how things would end up. So I just felt like all of us are like the rest of us. So if I've thought it, then the chances are probably somebody else has too. So that was really why I was inspired to write it. Yeah, I guess for me when when I had weight loss surgery or in the lead up to it, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to look like this. Although I always said that it was for my health, I also didn't want to look fat anymore. Yeah, well, obviously the same was true for me. I had um, my motivation for losing weight was, was totally about health, but there was also a little part of me that hoped that I would look normal. And I don't I don't know what I hoped normal was. So much of the um, the issue is what normal is portrayed as on social media, in mainstream media. Yeah. And that's just not realistic. So for me, I wanted my my idea of normal was to look like um a person that had probably never had weight issues. And I think that that's really at the heart of it. I didn't want to always bear the scars or the stretch marks on my body. I didn't want to look different to everybody else for always. And when I was about 18 months into my weight loss surgery journey, after I'd had my surgery, I realised, oh, my gosh, I'm about to have plastic surgery. But even with that, 
I think I'm still going to have all of these marks. I think I'm still going to have stretch marks. There will still be scars. I'm certainly not going to be 100% flat and smooth. And that was such a jarring reality for me to come to. But it was also an opportunity. And that that is the thread of hope that I that I realized I needed to start to cling to because there's something that's truly wonderful about being able to accept ourselves and care about ourselves and love ourselves as we are rather than always chasing something better or always feeling like we aren't enough as we are. And as my plastic surgery journey unfolded, you would think that you would look at yourself and go, oh, wow, you know, I'm so smooth. This is so great. Everything's so wonderful. But for me, I found myself going down a rabbit hole of dysmorphia, of body dysmorphia. I found myself feeling like I needed to chase the next thing or the next fix, or maybe I should have my legs done. Maybe I should have my bum done. Maybe I should do my back now. Maybe, 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 maybe. But ultimately, none of those things would have really made me happy because I was still not happy within myself. Yeah, isn't isn't that so true? Like, I know when I looked at myself and I'd lost, at one point it was over 100 kilos. Mm. And I always thought that if I got down to a certain weight, I would be happy. And I went past that. And I was about 10 kilos under that. And I still looked at myself and was still disgusted by what I saw in in the mirror, except now I had excess skin that was covered in rashes and torn and and I was just left thinking, my goodness, so now I need more surgery. Mm. Yeah. And when does that stop? And that... That is the question that I that I came to. It, it was after I'd had my first round of plastics and I started to question myself and think to myself, okay, I knew how much the first round had cost. I had a vague idea how much the rest of my body would cost if I was to have everything done, that all of my skin lifted, that needed lifting and everything. And... I started to ask myself, will I be a happier person if I do all of that? Will that somehow make me? Now, please understand that in, in certain cases, there, there are absolutely medical reasons that you must have plastic surgery. Yes. So for me, with my first round of surgery, um, my, my general practitioner my weight loss surgeon and the plastic surgeon all pointed out to me that I was going to have recurring rashes, I was going to have skin breakdowns and my skin would become a problem and a potential infection risk as I get older. So I needed needed to have my tummy skin, the apron, removed. Um, I have been told that the skin on my back could possibly in the future be a similar risk but at this time I'm choosing to just ignore that because I don't want to go down the path of having more surgery at the moment but I know that in the future 
I may need to do that for my health's sake. But I'm talking about there was a part in me that wanted so desperately to look like I had never had a weight problem that I became so despondent when it was obvious that my body was always going to bear the marks of my former obesity. But you know what? Now I can look at those marks and I think you are a kick-ass woman, Tash. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I've managed to take back my health and my life and I can look at myself in the mirror today, stretch marks, loose skin, scars and all, and know that my value as a person is not, made up of those things it's made up of the deeper things it's made up of the victories that we win it's made up of the fact that that I haven't given up that I didn't give up on myself when I was big that I found a way to be able to overcome those challenges and I know there are there are people listening to this podcast today that you might you might look at yourself and think well you know what I'm a failure I didn't get to x weight or I look like this or blah blah but please know that every day that you get up and that you're actually deciding to choose to make those small changes, that that matters and they add up. Yeah. And that's what adds up to a changed life. And they're the scars that we should be proud of. Exactly. Really, that that is so true. You know, the marks and the scars and the marred body, they're what brought us to where we are. And there's, there's no shame in, in any body type and there's certainly no shame in choosing to walk out a journey towards health. Definitely. Now, there's something that I'm going to say that I haven't, haven't talked to you about before okay. because I want your reaction. Yeah, my honest I, reaction. When I say it. Okay. That excess skin is my worst nightmare yeah um so I have I have been told that repeatedly online I've when I've posted photos on the Facebook group that we run um there have been really well-meaning people that have said oh my god your skin is my nightmare and you know what I would say I would say look I understand that I get where you're coming from but to say that somebody's body is your worst nightmare is probably a little bit tone deaf because my body is marred by the life that I've lived, but it's also marred by the fact that I chose to go down the path of having weight loss surgery. And I have that skin because it's now empty of the fat that it used to carry. And that is a victory scar. And the loose skin, my the arm flaps, the leg flaps, my flappage, they are my victory flags and I happily <laughs> I wave <love> them. <laughs> I will happily wave them around because it shows that, hey, it is possible. I'm, I'm just an ordinary person and I've managed to keep the weight off now for going on for five years. So, you know, it can be done and it can be done by ordinary people. It's tone deaf, I believe, to comment on anybody's body um, in in any way like that. Um, that's just, that's my personal belief and my personal values and opinion. But whenever I look at somebody's 
body who has lost a significant amount of weight. And again, no no problem with bigger bodies. I, I come from a family where we have bigger bodies in our family. And I, and I actually think that they're incredible. Um, my, my own personal body needed to become smaller because of the health issues that I was encountering. But I don't look at my smaller body as, um, as a more beautiful thing now than what it used to be. It's just that I accept it more now and I love it more now and I treat it with more value and respect and kindness now than what I used to because I understand that my value is intrinsic. It's part of who I am. It's not based on the number on the scales or how much plastic surgery I've had or anything like that. We're all valuable just because we are. Another another important thing after after we've had weight loss to manage our expectations. So do you think goal setting helps with that sort of thing? Um, I do. I do believe that that it's important to know where we're going or at least have a vague idea of what we're aiming for. I'm not talking about unrealistic um, pressures to put on yourself, but for me, a changed life and managing my expectations that I would put on myself was very much around choosing um, choosing those small changes that I knew I could consistently make. And that really, really helped me to manage the types of pressures and stresses that I've put on myself as I, as I get further and further out from surgery because the journey does change the longer post-op that you are. So to have that ongoing success, it really is about understanding the game that's in our mind and making sure that we're not being cruel or unkind to ourselves, making sure that, that we have um, a realistic base for the weight that we want to be and for how we want to look. For me, what what I think I had in my mind was to look like, you know, a glamorous sort of a, a mum that had never really had obesity issues. Basically, when I used to picture things in my mind, I used to picture my head on that type of body, but that was an unrealistic expectation on my behalf. It was when I started to look at myself, truly look at me, how I am today or how I was at that moment and start to see the beauty in the triumph, the beauty in the scars, the beauty in the marks, understanding that that's part of managing my expectations about myself is loving myself and accepting myself how I am. That's when things started to actually shift for me in my mindset. Wow. For me, I think when I thought when I have weight loss surgery, I'll be able to go and join the gym, yeah. be smashing out the reps and all that sort of stuff. And it was so different. Yeah. Uh, I went through a period of depression because I couldn't eat yeah. um, and couldn't eat my feelings. Yeah, and, I can relate to that. Yeah. And all that. But I think when I, when I realised the progress that I was making, was the fact that I could walk from one end of the shopping centre to the other without having to stop for 10 minutes yeah. yes. to rest halfway. Yeah. Um, that, for some of us, might be a more realistic expectation. Absolutely. Of, you know, not, Absolutely. Not going to the gym because, you know, that might be 12, 18 months, two years down the track. Yeah. Depending on depending how on, we are. On, on the starting point. You know, that's a really excellent it's a really excellent point, Damo. I remember 
the one of the first things that my that my weight loss surgeon said to me um, after surgery was, Tash, I really want you to exercise every day, even if it's just walking to the end of the street and back. And when I came home from the hospital, I walked to the end of my driveway and I was puffed. Yeah. I was really, really puffed. So I walked probably about 20 metres up the road and I stopped. Yep. And I'd gone as far as I could go that day and then I came back. But the next day I went out side and I did the same thing but I was determined to walk just a little bit further yep and I remember the day and it still makes me want to cry today I remember the day that I walked to the end of the street yes and I was so excited um and even now because it's nearly Christmas and I have done all of the present shopping in our house this year and that's the first time that I've done all of the shopping in years and years and years wow and I came home the first day after the big long day and I sat down and I did have a few tears because I can remember when it used to be that I could not do that I remember when I could not walk from one end of the shop to the other so having those realistic expectations of ourselves and managing those expectations, understanding that it's a journey and that it's not just going to be we have weight loss surgery and suddenly everything has changed. It might take three months, six months, 12 months, a year, two years. But if we keep making that those changes, if we keep making that little bit of progress each day, that adds up to the changed life. So true. I think sometimes in our excitement that things are changing, we can we can have these unrealistic expectations yeah. on ourselves. And it, in some ways we can sort of end up setting ourselves up to fail yeah. because, you know, we go out there, we push so hard. But I think what we need to realise is that for, for some of us, the physical exertion of maybe just walking to the end of the driveway and back would be the same as someone else doing a 30-minute workout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do We do really just need to be kind to ourselves, not compare, and that's that's one of the hardest things. Damo, I don't, I don't know if, if you did this. I know that I definitely did. I enjoyed the pre-op period purely because I lost weight so fast and I started to think to myself, okay, so if I lose weight at the same rate that <laughs> I did during pre-op, then I will be skinny in four months' time <laughs> or something like that. So true. I, I know I lost 12 kilos in my 10 days pre-op. Yep. And I was like, man, if I lose 12 kilos every 10 days. <laughs> yes, I, I, I did exactly the same. And then I had surgery and I didn't lose anything for six weeks yeah well, and, and so then I'm like oh my god I failed this is just another thing that I've stuffed up with expectations yeah. again yeah because so. everyone says oh you know the weight will just fall off you well sometimes it doesn't yeah sometimes it doesn't do it just straight away and it again it's that process and I am very much a person that likes to know what the outcome will be and one of the hardest things for me has been accepting the fact 
that it's an unfolding journey and I don't always know exactly how it will be. But if I keep taking steps towards the direction that I feel I want to go, then things change. Yeah. I was, I was the same. I thought, you know, I've lost however much I lost in my first two weeks on pre-op and it's going to be fabulous. You know, at this rate, I will definitely, it will be noticeable by Christmas. I'm going to look so different. This is really, really exciting. And then I literally did not lose anything on pre-op. I came home from hospital three kilos heavier than when oh, I went, went in. Yep. So I got on the scales and I went, well, fuck. Only I could come home fatter from weight loss surgery. Yep. Congratulations, Tash. New level of failure unlocked. Um, so, again, it was that managing of my expectations that I did not I did not do. And how did you deal with that? At the time, I cried a lot. I, um, I was probably really awful to live with. I know that I definitely went and stood in the pantry and cried because I couldn't eat. I couldn't do what I always did when I felt all of those emotions. Yeah. Uh, I had a chat with my surgeon and he said to me, it would be really great just to, you know, try to up your walking a little bit. So, again, I, I was trying to do that. I spoke with you as well and you said, you know, it won't happen overnight and I just wanted to flick you in the forehead <laughs> when you said that because I wanted it to happen overnight. Come on. That's why you have surgery, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, come on. I had someone actually say to me, I, I had the surgery, they saw me the next week and they said, I thought you were having weight loss surgery. How come you're still fat? It was a week ago. Hello. And I'm like, they don't wow. suck it out of you. Yeah. And this person just looked at me as if I was an idiot and it's like, no, I'm not the idiot. You were the idiot. <laughs> it takes it takes time. And I think that that that, that is, is the message for today, managing our expectations, but it takes time. I prefer that than trust the process. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to strangle you with your process. Yeah. Here, yes, process. Just argh, please don't, don't. I remember... Um, someone told me that, oh, you know, it's okay, Tash. It's all right. You'll get there eventually. Honestly, all I wanted to do was flip them off because I didn't want eventually. I wanted now. I'd paid a lot of money. I'd invested a lot of emotional energy in it. And I, I wanted it to happen immediately, but it didn't. And the ongoing walking out of the weight loss surgery journey is the part that I've come to learn to appreciate because, honestly, I think that it takes time to lose the weight so that our brains can catch up. Yeah. If, if it did just suddenly happen like that, well, I don't know. I, I know I struggled with it happening as quickly as it did for me emotionally and it even affects like things like our our sense of space it does it yeah, definitely like, does I, I still find myself turning sideways to go through doors <laughs> yes i i still do that too i always i still four and a half heading on for five years later i still always feel that little tingle of anxiety in the pit of my stomach when i walk into a restaurant if I'll be able to be okay on the chairs. So 
our mind definitely takes time to catch up. And again, that's why it's really important for us to be kind to ourselves, for us to not compare ourselves to other people, for us to have a great team around us who help keep us grounded and on track with all of those things. And to be kind when we're thinking about ourselves as well, when we're thinking about the progress that we've made, when we look at where we came from. I found that a really powerful tool for me is to have those photos, to have those things before my eyes so I can see where I've come from. Yeah. Because it's just such a powerful visual representation to know, hey, you know, this, this is where we've come from. So as scary as it is, it's still worth having Mm. those photos taken. It is. I mean, and I, even now when I look at the photos of big me, I think, wow, she was amazing. She gave me the opportunity to be where I am now. Yeah, definitely. There are so many aspects. As as we know, as you guys that are listening know, if you've had bariatric surgery, then you know. You know what, what we're talking about. Those those moments in life where you just feel like I'm taking up too much space in the world. Yeah. But we all are allowed to take up the space that we take up. No matter how much space that is. No matter how much. And that is part of just what it is to be a person. Yeah. And we're allowed to be a person and take up space in the world. Yeah. So, you know, even for those that that are pre-op or for people just listening in, you know, you might be feeling bad about yourself. You might be feeling like, you know, you don't deserve to take up space. You know, it doesn't matter how much weight we lose. There's always going to be people that criticise. Yeah. Tash and I still cop it, Um, you know, criticism from people about, we have to get to the point where we just go, you know, I'm going to live my best life yeah. right now and fuck the haters. Yep. Yep. And and live our lives with purpose and with joy and with kindness to others because that's that's intrinsically who we are on the inside. Yeah. So true. Deals for tiny tummies. I love this. I love this section so much or this part of our podcast. So this week on Deals for Tiny Tummies, uh, we are talking about the BSC low-carb protein bars. They are on sale this week at Coles and I have been a fan of um, of their protein milks. Now, my uh, my children tell me that these are absolutely amazing. I have... I have issues with gluten, so I, I have celiac disease, so I'm very, very careful about the things that I eat, but we've had a lot of people telling us that these are great. So we just want to uh, let you know that they're on sale this week at Coles and they're on sale until the 31st of January and they're 15 bucks a box. And let us know in the comments if you try them yeah. and what you think of them. Yeah. We would... Because we'd love your recommendations yeah, absolutely on different products. Know. So if there's something that you would love us to do a review on or if there's a product that you think we might like, let us know. We really want to know about them. On our next episode, we will talk to Chen about his recent surgery, complications and healing. He's just come back yesterday 
from having another procedure done. So we're really looking forward to catching up to him. Yeah, absolutely. Chen has a really powerful story. It's been a complete and total journey for him in terms of surgical complications that happened right from the start and he's currently going through uh, having refeeding syndrome. So tune into that one. I know that you'll really, really enjoy hearing his story. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Barry Chronicles, proudly sponsored by... But if you would like to sponsor an episode, get in touch with us at Throw Money. Demo. <laughs> no. Being <laughs> at contact, that's C O N T A C T, at Barry Chronicles, B A R I C H R O N I C L E S dot com. Thanks for listening, guys. And Stay safe and have a great Christmas.